I'm told, Elizabeth, that you turned 13 just last month. Actually, I'm 15. Yes, that's right, I'm 13. Such a wonderful age. Elizabeth has performed well in all of her schoolwork. She is at the top of her class in reading and arithmetic. That's very impressive. Beth is also a very strong student in science and geography and has been kindly assisting Miss Lonsdale with chapel for several years now. She is the model Methuen girl. I can see that. I will leave you three to get acquainted. Hello and welcome to my mini-series review of The Queen's Gambit, and this podcast will focus on episode 2 of the series, which is titled Exchanges, and this is actually my favourite episode of the entire show. Um, it's going to be really fun for me to talk about. Sorry it's been a while, I've been preoccupied with silly university exams and assignments and studying and it's taken up all of my time, but now I'm back to the podcasting. I'm back talking about shows that I love. So here we are talking about episode two, which is the first real introduction of Anya Taylor-Joy as Beth. In the pilot episode, we have the main, most of the episode is Beth as a young girl. But this time, it's the introduction of Anya Taylor-Joy and the start of her brilliant performance in this show. And Beth is suddenly plunged into a new life entirely when she gets adopted. And she's a teenager. She is learning to transition into high school. And she hatches her own plan to enter a tournament of chess. And she rediscovers her own interests of chess. And the episode was directed by Scott Frank, who is also the writer and creator of the show. Scott Frank is... He's this, uh, you know, he's not young, he's like 60, but he's he has a really good track record. He also wrote Logan, which was a brilliant film. And it was actually, one of, uh, I think, the first comic book superhero film that was nominated for um, an Oscar for the screenplay, which he wrote. And he did a brilliant job with, uh, I mentioned this earlier in the last podcast, with Alan Scott, who both created this show. And they just deliver on every, every episode. This episode, it's my number one, I'd probably give it a 9.5 out of 10. Actually, I'd give it a 10 out of 10, it's that good. But the episode starts off with Jolene telling Beth um, how she looked when she had the jar of tranquilizers because that was such a gripping scene. And in the book as well, it's so vivid. You really follow Beth through that whole scene and how she escapes the cinema and how she breaks into the, the pharmacy and takes the pills out. And, you get a sense of how she feels mentally, the effect the pills have on her, and that's really shown in the show as well. And um, Beth is really determined to memorize all these chess strategies in the book she has. And she doesn't seem phased by how people react to her or people's feelings of her. And Beth tells Mr. Scheibel that the orphanage won't let her play chess anymore because of her punishment. And the this episode actually hints that there's a period of time where Beth doesn't play chess at all and she stores all of these incredible moves in her head, saving them until she's a teenager. And that that's shown in the book as well. We don't really, there is a, you know, in one chapter she's 11 and then in the next chapter she's 13, 
which is the age Anya Taylor-Joy plays her, even though Anya Taylor-Joy is like 21, but she gets away playing a 13-year-old. Uh, I don't know, it's a little bit of a stretch to me, but I guess they used makeup and made her look really, really young, but she does not look 13. <laughs> she looks like 16 minimum. But uh, the episode is uh, is the start of Beth's journey into becoming a professional chess player because she's finally adopted and she has this final scene with Jolene where they're saying bye to each other. And I feel bad for Jolene because, you know, she's a, she's a really bright character. And even in the book, there is a scene in the book that they don't decide to show in this show, which is a really good decision because it's really, really intense and it doesn't line up with Jolene's character in the show at all. But, um, you know, it's a good arc for Jolene because she starts off as being quite rude and then towards the end, in the last episode of the show, she's really sincere and she's really supportive of Beth when she's going through her struggle with alcoholism, with being with depression and all these things and having to cope with the limelight of being this unbelievable chess player. And uh, parents start to come into the orphanage and the the head of the orphanage the woman uh, helen she lists off all these achievements that have to, that beth has made and after meeting with the parents beth is asked to pack and then she's officially adopted and she apologizes to to jolene that she was never adopted which i thought was a nice moment because jolene took beth under her wing in a sense and you know jolene was there when beth arrived when beth arrived and then jolene is there when beth leaves as well and he has a Jolene and Mr. Scheibel play a really important um, part in Beth's journey because they set the benchmark f and the basement, the groundwork for what was to become a Beth in the future. I can't find my book. Which book we talking about? You read like a hundred of them. Modern chess openings. Mm. Piece the shit out of me. I left it right here. You didn't see it, did you? Watch where you go accusing. I got no use for no book like that. Anyway, you don't need no book. Just say, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, and you do all right. Tell them you're grateful to be in a Christian home like this. Maybe they'll put a TV in your room. Jolene? I'm sorry. About what? That you didn't get adopted. Shit. I make out just fine right here. The episode does a really good job of taking us with Beth on her journey to being adopted and how she has a new home. And, you know, when she enters the house, She's shown her room and she's surprised by how much space she has because she's been used to sleeping in a room with 30 other girls in this tiny little bed with no privacy. And then the next morning, she goes downstairs and, to, and hears her mother playing the piano. And she asks where her father is, pretty much her adopted father, and he explains that he's gone on a business trip. And then the conversation then turns to children and Beth's new adopted mother reveal that they used to have a child and then she uh, there was a tragedy in the marriage and then there's this tension in the room and then getting a daughter was the last throw of the dice for them as a couple so Beth is 
is a tool and a symbol for their marriage, basically saying that Beth is there to help them get a better bond between them, even though it's not really working because Beth's adoptive father is out in business all the time. And uh, I really, I can't remember the mother's name. At the, I really should remember this because it was one of the main characters in the, in the book. Um, but yeah, she was brilliantly played. And I don't know when the awards season for this is. I think it might be in February or March, whenever the awards happen. But there is going to be some serious awards for this show. I'm talking about Anya Taylor, um, the guy who plays Benny, the one, the actor from Love Actually. I can't remember his name. And then also Beth's Beth's mother as well. She, the acting is brilliant, and so is the um, the directing and the screenwriting. And then obviously the score um, needs to get nominated for sure. But Beth embarks on a first day of school, and then she observes other students. And there's conversations of clothing and makeup and Beth, we know Beth is a really smart character because she knows answers to complicated things and then she doesn't really want to come off as the smart girl. There are other students there teasing her. You really get a sense of how lonely she is because she sits alone at lunch, but then she asks, there's a chess club. And this is when the episode becomes really, really gripping because she wants to get back into chess and we as an audience desperately want her to get back into chess because that's where that's what's most gripping right and uh, they Beth's mother takes her out to buy new clothes and then Beth sees this chess set um this like chess board game sort of sort of thing it's basically a chess board which actually one of my good friends from Aberdeen had the exact same chess set which I thought was really weird because she's from like Dundee in Scotland and this was set in the 1960s in America so how did that one from Scotland match up with the American one unless they made a mistake somehow but I'm pretty sure they wouldn't make a mistake like that like that must have been a pretty popular chess set anyways really weird that she had the exact same one and it looked brand new as well and then um but Beth doesn't actually get get the chess set and you can tell she's desperate to get back into chess because she's willing to get a job for it, she's willing to make her own money in order to fund her, her passion, pretty much. Because chess is always on her mind. But as a character, Beth needs to adapt, and it's conveyed brilliantly in the book as well. She she strategizes to make her mark in the chess world, and this episode is the first time that she needs to think outside the box. And while getting cigarettes for her mother, Beth notices that there's a chess magazine in the, the drugstore, and she's told that if she wants to read it she needs to buy it but she ends up she ends up stealing it so we get a dark side to her as well there's a there's a bit of recklessness with her a, a desperate side of her that needs to play chess all the time and it's really really gripping to watch as an audience i just loved watching her become obsessed with chess and it it like absorbed onto me as well after this show i was playing chess constantly and i still do to this day like i'm playing chess so much and it's just so interesting the amount of youtube videos i watched on chess and current chess games, and I've even seen all the views on chess for on YouTube. They're getting like half a million views. Like any video about chess gets so many views nowadays. And in the magazine, Beth sees a tournament being played locally, and she writes to Mr. Scheibel asking him if he can pay for her. And if she wins, then she'll pay back the entry fee. So you can see that Beth is still reliant on characters like Mr. Scheibel, she's desperate enough to ask for his help, even though there was this semi-hostile relationship between them, she really wants his support, even though 
It's been years since she played chess, so she probably hadn't even spoken to Mr. Shywell in a while. But it's really interesting that she she doesn't go to her mother about this. She doesn't speak to any of the you know the her peers at school, even though she doesn't really have any. She's she wants to get back into it, and that's why this episode is my favorite. Just following her her interest in the the game she's so talented in grow. It's really really gripping. And uh, eventually, Beth finally has the tournament money. Her mother sends her to a shop to get a to to get tranquilizers for a prescription, and the the exact same pills she used at the orphanage are the tranquilizers. And then she steals a bottle for herself. And in the middle of the night, she imagines chess on the ceiling again. And then the next day, she gets a letter with the money inside, presumably for the tournament given but to her by Mr. Scheibel. And now we can see their sparks starting to grow this brilliant mass, massive huge fire that's gonna fuel the rest of the season and it's the groundwork for that is laid beautifully in this episode do you have a clock no we have a clock sharing system if your opponent doesn't have one come back to the desk and we'll loan you one play starts in 20 minutes what's your rating i don't have a rating have you ever played in a tournament before no Are you sure you want to do this? I'm sure. We don't have a women's section. I'll put you in beginners. I'm not a beginner. Doesn't matter. If you're an unrated player, you go in beginners with the people under 1600. What's the prize for beginners? 20. What about the other section? First prize in the open is 100. Is it against any rule for me to be in the open? Not exactly. Put me in the open. There are three guys in there with ratings over 1800. And Beltic may show up. They will eat you alive. Harmon. It's really sad, but I've never been more excited to watch any tournament portrayed in a show. You know in regular shows you'll get tournaments where there'll be some really high-end exciting physical sport like football or basketball or there'll be some boxing thing going on but this was chess which is sat down on a small table with two people moving their hands and there's nothing really exciting about it but the fact that Beth is this young girl all the other players in the tournament are teenage men young young adults all male pretty much and she walks in no track record and these two guys who ironically become two of her best friends later on in the show tell her to like go away and that if she's not even she doesn't even have a rating so she can't even play and that she gets thrown into the beginner section it's just really really gripping because as an audience you want her to show her up and even if beth was a boy you'd want this exact same thing but it's just made even sweeter the fact that she's a girl you i was when she was entering the tournament i wanted her to be everyone so bad and that's exactly what she does the organizers tell her that no women's there's no women's section and that 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 they're surprised that she wants to play and she's unrated um it's really strange that also a sign of the times that beth's first opponent is a girl they obviously matched her and this other girl together just to get the girls out of the way pretty much but she defeats her quickly after, and then afterwards she watches the state championship 
compete each other. And in the second round, Beth beats her opponent and forces him to resign, which was really, really sweet. In the third round, she plays against um, Towns, an opponent that she's been talking to throughout the tournament, who's this really nice, good-looking college guy. Um, he features He features quite a little bit in the book, but in the end of the series, he's in the last episode, but in the book he doesn't feature uh, in, at that time at all. He's come. He comes across as a reporter towards the end of the miniseries, but it's not like that in the book. But um, Beth seems nervous around him, and then she put, while she's playing him, she puts him in a bad position, and then when she beats him, he's genuinely impressed with, for how good she is for her age. And then afterwards, it's just really, really interesting that at that moment she experiences her first period. And it's nice that the other girl helps her out. But um, there's there's a lot of tension building within this scene because Beth's basically showing everyone up and all the guys don't like it. But when Beth returns home later that day, her mother seems upset while playing the piano and Beth grabs her pills and sees the phone is off the hook in her mother's bedroom. And her mother's husband and her suggest that he's lying to the authorities so she doesn't have to go back to the orphanage because if their marriage was unstable Beth wouldn't have a stable home to go to so by law she would have to return to the orphanage and her mother tells Beth that it's a really sweet moment because she's going to become a real mother to Beth not a pretend mother like a adopted mother adopted uh, adopted mother pretty much um, but at the end of the tournament, Beth is playing against Harry Beltic in the final, and I was actually surprised to see the actor that was playing Harry Beltic. It was, I can't remember his name, but it's Dudley from Harry Potter. And he's been in so much stuff this year. He's doing really, really well as an actor. He was in, he was in Queen's Gambit, and he was in a play in London right before COVID happened, I think. And then he was in the, um, the Tom Holland, the Tom Holland film with Rob Pattinson, the the Western f film, All the Devil All the Time, I think it was called, and he's, his performance in that was unbelievable. So he's really on the up as an actor, as a up-and-coming actor, and he did a brilliant job in this in this show. And once again, he's there's an arrogance about him, and there's yawning between plays and acting like he's smug and gonna win without no effort. And Beth is a little deterred by his chess playing ability and speed, but suddenly she goes to the bathroom and takes some tranquilizers and she calls herself an ugly piece of trash and tells herself that she can beat him, which she does. And then when she returns, she's more confident and Harry buckles under the pressure and he refuses to resign and he lets her play out her victory. And eventually she throws him into submission and, and, and everyone applauds and it is such a triumphant moment. I loved watching it. She becomes a sensation in the local papers in Kentucky. She wins the $100 and her adoptive mother is impressed and didn't realize that there was so much prize money in chess. And then the next day, Beth opens a bank account with her mother. It's so, so gripping. And it's a little bit sad that she didn't return the money to Mr. Scheibel. She could have just sent, you know, she won $100 for that first tournament. So she should have sent um, him, you know, $10 at least. And she actually recognizes that at the end of the show that she forgot to send him the money, which is a really, really sweet moment. I actually think that she cherishes the moment, the relationship with Mr. Scheibel the most, Beth does as a character, because it's the one that was most important to her. It, it, it set this, this basement and this benchmark for her interest in chess, because without him, there would be no, no Beth Harmon. 
um, the number one chess player in the world. And then at the end of the episode, Beth chase, Beth pays for her uh, chess board. And then her mother tells her that there's a chess tournament coming up with a prize money of $500. And now we have the star of the show where they go from city to city around the world, beating everyone in chess. It's so much fun to see. I relate a lot to tennis. You know, tennis is a, is a one-man sport like chess. Chess, I'm not sure if you can classify chess as a sport. I'm pretty sure it's just a game. Um, but it's a one-man thing. Every player is by themselves. They travel the, the world a lot. They have to focus on who they're playing next and what their strategy is. You know, tennis is a very strategic sport. You need to know how to serve. You need to know how your opponent serves, what hand movements they do, how they return, things like that. It's so fun to watch Beth realize how good she is at chess and realize that she enjoys beating all these men at chess as well. This episode was brilliantly directed. The score behind it is perfect as always. As I said earlier, I probably, I said nine out of 10, but I'm gonna give it a 10 out of 10. There is no other Queen's Gambit episode that I love more than this one. I probably put the last episode as my second favorite. This episode is really, really gripping just because of the fact that it's, you know, Beth is 13 years old here. She enters the tournament for the first time. Everyone thinks she's gonna fail. She beats everyone. It's that true underdog story. That's so much fun to watch. In the end of the season, at the end, she's a bit more established. You know, she's one of the top chess players in the world. But her victory against Borgov is still sweet, but this victory in this tournament is even sweeter because no one expected her to win. And the fact that she's a girl and she won it's so, so, so much fun to watch. And after this episode, I was rooting for Beth. I didn't have any flaw against Beth other than the fact that she should have returned the money to Mr. Scheibel. This episode has been so much fun to talk about, and I hope to catch you in the next one. And that is going to be episode three, which is titled Double, Double Pawns, Doubled Pawns. And that's when Beth and her mother start traveling the world. They go to Cincinnati and they enter some more chess tournaments and Beth wins them, obviously. And then she considers going to the US opening open in Las Vegas. So I will catch you in the next one.